Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. And I'm Scott Corelli. Today we're about to go off on minute 74, which begins with Skinner telling Angel that he needs hard evidence to back up his accusations and ends with Angel telling Danny that he doesn't have to continue looking through the security tapes with him. Indeed. And we have uh, John back from Predator Minute. Welcome back. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me back, guys. Absolutely. Uh, we get a great little uh, capper on the Andy's moment where uh, the other Andy sees and, uh, Rafael Spall Andy and kind of like... Cartwright. <laughs> Cartwright and kind of like shames him a little bit. Like, Andy, yeah. come on. Clears his throat a little bit, too. That's hey. Cool. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Not here. Later. Not here. Later at Flatters. Later. Together. <laughs> <laughs> We keep that part of our life private. <laughs> they've absolutely. I'm not saying they've slept with each other, but there's a solid chance they've had sex in the same room. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, yes. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, possibly while high fiving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good one, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> filling up that swear jar a lot just yeah. <laughs> thank you Andy oh, boy um <laughs> so this is the minute where uh he tries to uh provide that hard evidence and mm-hmm. uh this very evening mm-hmm. this very evening and it doesn't <laughs> It doesn't go well. Evening. This this very evening is one of my favorite secret quotes from this movie. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you say it a lot. Yeah, I do. See? Yeah, sometimes I don't even catch it. Right. Yeah. This very evening. <laughs> I'd like to go see a movie this very evening. Man, I'm a... It's almost a little too clean how he's able to pull up the <coughs> pants legs. Yeah. I like how chill he is about it, though. Oh, yeah. He just let, Sk- yeah, Skinner just lets it happen. Yeah, twice. Yeah. Wait, he uncrosses the legs after the first roll-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, helps him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, this is be- beginning to seem embarrassing while just having his legs, like, pulled up. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, it's an embarrassing minute for Nicholas. That is. Mm. It's a rough one. I mean, there's a reason why this is his darkest moment. Yeah. You know, mm. this is this yeah. is the dark night of the soul. Yeah, it's as like, uh, the hero's journey goes. Mm-hmm. It, it's that mm. thing that I think we all fear, or at least I, I know it hits me sometimes. Where I'm like, oh, what if I'm like really wrong? Mm-hmm. What if I'm like completely wrong about this thing that I feel in my heart that is it's true? Yeah, yeah, right. Then maybe all that gaslighting is not gaslighting. It's just <laughs> yeah, normal it's lighting. Like, oh my god, was it, yeah, like oh they weren't even gaslighting me. They were just like telling me that I'm that I was wrong, which I am. 
Right. Even yeah. though my gut tells me that I'm right. Right. Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing that's really interesting about this Skinner situation. So he didn't do this. And not only did he not do the, the, the Leslie Tiller murder, but he didn't do any of them because he's going through security tapes for all of the murders, mm-hmm. trying to find oh. Skinner not being in the grocery store at the time of the murder. Right, right, and he right. can't do it. Yes. He has a solid alibi for every single murder. He was working and there are security tapes of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So he is going through all of this and seeing that Skinner has a, a, a perfect alibi, which means that Skinner's job in the NWA was to be the red herring. Oh, oh man. That is his only job. We need you to just stay take, there. Yeah. Take the hit. Be mm-hmm. as suspicious as possible. That's why he was driving by the murder scenes to be the oh red herring. Oh my herring. god, I've never thought about that before. That's Ooh, it. Wow. To be yeah. suspicious, to look, to make, to weed out people who are cur- who are suspicious. Right. I mean, to be, you know what I mean. To weed out people who would be like, is something wrong going? Because it would be this guy. Right. Oh man, that's really good. Yeah. That wow. that is his only job. Take note, criminals. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do it. Have someone in your crew whose job it is is to have an alibi. And but seem extremely but seem guilty. Extremely, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, we get one of the uh, one of the more iconic shots of the movie, I think, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh Timothy Dalton mimicking his own photo. Yeah. Yeah. So this was this was 2007, yes. right? So when was the uh when was the IT crowd? Ooh, couldn't tell you. Uh, IT like crowd be around this era. Ooh, 2006. So they made those jokes simultaneously. Man, because when you were introduced to the boss in the very first episode of the IT crowd in 2006, which is a multi-camera sitcom, so the mm-hmm. turnaround on it is much faster than a feature film, mm-hmm. right? This was probably shot in 2006, uh, written in 2005, right? Yeah. But but. They had the same joke at basically the same time. Then. Yeah. Wow. Because that oh, wow. same joke is in the pilot where you are introduced to the photo, the the picture on oh. the wall of the boss, mm-hmm. and then the camera pulls back and you reveal the boss in the exact same position. Got it. Underneath the photo of himself. Is that the one that's like, hello? Or was that the second boss? That's the second boss. Okay. That's the, oh. the, the second boss is the one that was in, um, is, is in the new- of London. Yeah, and in Toast of London, and Matt Berry is the second, ho- yeah. the second, the second uh, Matt boss. Matt Berry, yeah, and he's in he's in seasons like two through five yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he's the person that the I think, yeah. the first boss kills himself mm-hmm. in the second episode or the first episode of season two. Yes, he just jumps out a window and then is replaced by <laughs> Matt Berry. Matt by Matt Berry, who was his long lost son, the, the pig from Dischant. <laughs> yes. So anyway, IT crowd, IT crowd, fun show. So I just, I just another think good like comfort food show. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just think yeah. it's funny that. Um, Oh, definitely. That yeah. that that joke was like in the air in England mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, you know, I I, I kind of love it when I mean to a certain degree, it, it it is always fun when like two different humans or two different groups of humans kind of come up with the same idea separate from each other. Like, I don't think it's necessarily always like, oh, someone stole from somebody. I'm like, no, like we're we're the same machines. 
like every once in a while our mm-hmm. brains are gonna like come to the same con- or joke about something right like mm-hmm. uh like the walking dead and uh 28 days later both having the care the, the the main character end up in a coma and then wake up out of the coma yeah and yeah. the zombie apocalypse has happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's those are both those were both the first issue of the walking dead and 28 days later were released the same year got it yeah so wow. like almost like the same month i think like it's crazy, crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, <laughs> interesting how that always happens. And then, yeah, we just the movie. We, we get the just you know he doesn't quit. He watch of course he watches every tape and like the people are like going home. Yeah. Frank yeah. Butterman does that awful like patronizing like shoulder pat. Yeah, keep at it. Yes, you dumbass. Wasn't well, isn't this like the. The pad of death right here is this is this where he goes to his no maybe not maybe I have my events out of order just where Nicholas goes after this scene I, I'm trying to put that together where, where, what happened what where does he go after this scene just to after to this scene he gives up future minutes uh, he gives up and we get a montage of him having given up on on the okay. chase uh, and he's just sort of wandering around the city going through his routine uh, and agreeing that these all were all accidents. That there were no murders. I okay. love uh, I love yeah. Timothy Dalton's uh, laughing with the customer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, just big broad laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just never not something going on mm-hmm. in this movie. And uh, as we discovered uh, off off, yeah, the John mic, pointed out, yeah, yeah, John, uh, why don't you tell people what you saw? <laughs> yeah, right towards the end of the minute, they freeze frame while Simon Pegg is talking to Danny. Sorry, well, Nicholas is talking to Danny saying, just go home. In the background, you see in the top left, you see Timothy Dalton doing the broad laugh with a customer. In the top right TV, you see Timothy Dalton clearly just holding up the newspaper to the camera as if yeah. to say, here's today's newspaper. <laughs> like I'm just here right now. <laughs> looking directly down the barrel of the security camera. Yes. <laughs> and holding the newspaper up like, see? I love that he's, he's doing, he's from a TV screen. He's still like, fuck you. Yeah. Like... I'm getting away with it because it was all he's planned. Like, yeah. He's almost like leaning the way I'm looking at it. Almost like, here's like he's me holding the paper around uh-huh. around Nicholas Angel's head. Is almost looks like he's just trying to curve the newspaper around. Like his the way his body is kind of shaped, curving around his head. Almost looks like he meant to lean. Oh, like he's trying Nicholas's to lean head. it because it's like oh, if I don't <laughs> lean all the way over, people won't see this behind <laughs> behind Angel's head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Oh yeah, it's just one of those new little favorite images or whatever that you're always going to catch in Edgar Wright film, watching it over and over again. Oh yeah, that's that's like having like thinking about that on the day that they shot all that security footage. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is that is uh, really interesting that that joke exists. Like it's one thing to just like ham it up, but like to do mm-hmm. something that specific is so interesting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I give, I think what I appreciate about moments like this is. It just shows how present or how you can always be thinking about your movie. Like every every frame or every everything is a possibility to like tell your story more or like mm-hmm. make your story richer. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, so many other movies are like, okay, whatever. Just like shoot B footage of him walking around. It doesn't matter. But like, no, that can be more jokes. Right. Yeah. Let's fit them in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that's all storyboarding because you guys said, right, the script writing took 18 months, right. I believe. I would just, I just wonder how much... 
how, or how much time the storyboarding took itself because just to make everything line up like this with the little bits and pieces here you can't really tell in a script like in the mm-hmm. top right tv no you just you know maybe this is the time for the little joke right there yeah, yeah. Um, it but, might not be it might not have been storyboarded that might have been something they came up with just like on mm-hmm. the day while sure. shooting the security footage because mm-hmm. the security footage would have been uh, a pre-shoot Oh, okay. That would have been mm. like when they were doing like dress rehearsals, or not dress rehearsals, dress uh, like costume tests and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's that's when you would shoot that stuff. That's a that's a pre-shoot because you know you're okay. going to need to use that footage in your movie in your movie later. Yeah, yeah, that would be like green screen. No, that would not be green screen. Yeah, uh, I I had a quick question because uh, his accusation of the cut being on the leg being the hard evidence. I don't remember the the specific scenery of the chase through Leslie Tiller's store towards when the, they break the glass. Uh, do we see blood on the glass during the actual chase? I don't remember. I feel like we because we do a flashback. Yeah, but that would have been some a detail that he noticed that we didn't get to mm. see as the audience. Right. Yeah, um, it's impossible to say. Yeah. Well, we we could watch that before tomorrow's episode, I guess. And I I feel like I feel like it's not there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't think it is. I think he just falls through, and then Nicholas chases him, and then he's already like far away by the mm-hmm. time he gets through the hole. But I don't think you ever see the the cut happen. The cut happen. No. Okay. I think we looked for it when it was happening a couple okay. weeks ago. Um, that massive fucking garden store. Right. Right. <laughs> uh. So, uh, John, did you see yeah. Hot Fuzz in theaters? I did not see it in theaters. I, I think at the time I might have had like Reno 911 on the brain thinking like, oh, if a movie about police officers looks a little bit goofy, like it's way too easy for people to take it to the extreme. And I remember seeing this on video, though, and just immediately loving it and just making everybody i could watch it just look for this part look for this part mm-hmm. oh this part is really clever and right all the things i'm seeing on the third or fourth time like people are seeing on the first it's just yeah it's such a lovely dense movie I, yeah i really really appreciate everything edgar wright's doing and yeah nicholas angel and the villains and oh <laughs> yeah it's just just a lovely lovely movie absolutely is it your favorite of the Cornetto trilogy yeah, it is my favorite of the Cornetto trilogy, and I definitely enjoyed it so much. That's what made me absolutely go see World's End in the theater a couple times. Just nice, really enjoying everything that right the the, the crew is doing. I just had to see okay, like how are they going to cap it all off? Like yeah, from everything I hear, this <laughs> is going to be the last one. But being totally surprised by the World's End, like watching the original trailers, I don't remember thinking that oh this is where it's going to lead to by the end of the or by the end by you know the end of the first act of the movie and then it just totally takes that turn i was not expecting kind of like we were talking about you know the turn we're seeing here where they're accusing simon skinner and you're thinking wait is this if this is the big bad like what in the world are they gonna do with with the rest of the movie oh yeah Mm. yeah it's interesting how they chose to to do kind of a a misleading marketing campaign or at least like Hold so much back. Uh huh. Like Hot mm-hmm. Fuzz is like it's like a buddy cop movie in action and Michael Bayham, but it also be really funny. Yeah. Like you kind mm-hmm. of you go in like wanting that and getting that, but World's End is, is much was much more like I remember there was like don't tell anyone what happens. 
I I didn't see I didn't watch any of the trailers. Yeah, mm-hmm. on purpose. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the marketing for got the World's it, End was. Yeah. I just knew the poster. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where they're holding up beers. Yeah, they're holding beers and there's fire on a sign that said the World's End. Like, mm-hmm. all right, cool, cool. <laughs> Gonna go see it. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Did you guys see Hot Fuzz in theaters? I did. Yes. Yeah, you okay. did too. You saw it with your dad. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with my girlfriend at the time. Um, I had seen... Uh, I, I didn't see Shaun of the Dead in theaters. I don't think Nick did either. No. We both missed it in theaters. Uh, and I watched... And on, on a fateful New Year's Eve, I saw Shaun of the Dead and Napoleon Dynamite. Guess which one I liked more. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2005. Yep. Welcome to 2005. Oh, Here's a movie that will be one of the one of the worst movies you've ever seen, one of your least favorite movies in existence, and here is one of your favorite movies you'll ever watch. Oh, yeah, what a yeah yeah like fuck this, I hate people. Yeah, like oh movies. Yeah, it was a it was a whiplash. It was a whiplash for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that's all we got for this one. Vote for Pedro. Mm-hmm. Vote for Pedro. <laughs> Vote for Pedro. <laughs> Vote for Pedro. Wait, how Vote did Jim Broadbent say that? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, a great big bushy Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> Duallygenre.com slash merch is where you can find uh, t-shirts and mugs and stuff uh, that we uh, we have with our, with our uh, show logos on it. Uh, you can go check that out. Um, I'm hoping to get into, uh, get, get, make some new merch soon. That's, yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. hoping for. Hoping to do that very soon. Just got to come up with ideas. Help us that out. I like. Anything, yeah. you, anything you'd want to see from the show? Hot fuzz specific jokes. Shaun of the Dead Shaun jokes. The, yeah, yeah. Random minute specific, or just like maybe stuff from just the shows. Yeah, let me know, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll try and make that happen soon. Uh, but that's uh, duallygenre.com/slash merch. You can go there, buy anything in our store or anything in T Public at all. And yeah. uh, we'll get a little bit of a uh, little little cut from what you buy. So if you want to help out two shows, go <laughs> buy their merch and use our affiliate link. You'll help us both out. Yeah, it's great. Love T Public. T Public's the best. Uh, so that's slash merch And we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute seventy-five for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good. Psycho killer. Guess, guess, see.